This is the Fit Fun Father podcast with your host, Michael Sobkew. In the podcast, we dive deep into health, fitness, and the ultimate goal to be the happiest person you can be. Growing through adverse, challenging times to prosper through and take the learnings of the challenges we faced before and after and throughout our lives. People, this is an exciting podcast with a multitude of fantastic guests, topics, how-tos, everything you need to help improve your life one step at a time. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Fit Fun Father, coming at you with another episode of the Fit Fun Father podcast, your host, Michael SobQ. Episode 29, yeah, episode 29, wow, where the time is gone. First and foremost, before we get going into the episode, today we're going to talk a little bit about something very important to me. I've been on both ends of the spectrum, so I think I can talk about this. I will dive a little bit into some of the science, give you my perspective on things, and go from there. So we are going to talk about how difficult it is to be unhealthy as compared to being healthy. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the hormones, science, kinetic chain, uh, habits. We'll dive into a bunch of things uh, in regards to why I feel that being completely unhealthy, overweight is um, not only going to decrease your longevity or create health risks, but it's actually harder than being fit. Because I think there's a lot of mental stigma over um, what it takes to get in shape. And I hear this all the time. Well, I don't have time or, you know, I just can't do the treadmill or I can't do this. I can't. But I truly believe that you're having a tougher time right now than you would be if you were healthy. So we'll get into that. First and foremost, everybody listening, stop what you're doing. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you share it with one family member, one friend. And post something on social media, grab an episode, something you've enjoyed, whether it's 10 minutes of the episode, the whole episode, something you got from it, tag me in it, let me know what you thought. And yes, leave me a comment, give me a question. I'm open. I know, I know, you know, or maybe you don't know. So that's why I'm going to tell you. I answer everything, every question I get on Instagram. As many as I get, or as long as it takes, I do put a t- uh, some time aside to answer questions. So if you have anything that you want to ask, you can get a hold of me through social media at Fit Fun Father. Fit, fit Fun Father. I'm having troubles with my words today. On Instagram, as well as Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. Um, yes, I have a website, but it's temporarily down for some uh for a bit of a well you can get there but it's gonna have a bit of a makeover so i'm not even gonna bother with that right now um and of course i will leave a lot of that information in the show notes okay are we ready are you guys ready have you had a good week so far into the new year i hope everybody is um getting back into the groove of your regular day to day All right, let's talk about health versus unhealth or the effects of being unhealthy, what that can lead to, what that might feel like, and then um, what a healthy person may feel like and some of the other things in in regards. So we live in a day and age now where um, I think there's a dynamic to um, our day and age societal pressures uh we live in a very fast-paced life uh we're very we live in a very materialistic life uh things are very easily accessible we have uh the internet which has obviously been a game changer at a click of a button you can reach anyone and everyone who uh also has that set of technology anywhere on the planet we get a lot of 
um, personas on social media or we get this perception of what certain people look like, what certain people should like like, um, you know, and then we dive into like uh, food accessibility. We have things here in Canada like Skip the Dishes in the States. I'm sure they have the same or or different uh, branded types of um, food delivery companies. And they're all doing it now. They're all jumping on board, including the big fast food chains. So it's one thing to go to McDonald's and order, um, you know, a Big Mac and fries. But it's another thing to pick up your phone, literally click two buttons, your doorbell rings, and there's your McDonald's and fries. So we've become more sedentary. We... We value our our priority system, I think, is completely changed where we're just trying to hustle and bustle throughout our day to make sure the kids are fed and I've got to go to work and then I've got this and the kids have piano practice or hockey or whatever that may be and the husband's out for football. and So we, we are always constantly on the move. Everybody's constantly busy. We're, we've got schedules to follow and um, interactions throughout. And I think people get caught up in that part of their life. They don't take the time to stop, evaluate themselves as a, as a human being, um, evaluate their health, their situation, their mental status, their energy levels, their sleep patterns, um, and their relationships that they have with other people, whether that's their, their kids or their spouses, girlfriends, boyfriends, parents, brothers, sisters, f- friends, whatever it may be. I hear this all the time when I communicate with potential clients, clients, or people just uh, asking me uh, questions is the common, the commonality between a lot of these things is that they, they let themselves, you know, go without really, you know, they didn't realize like, oh, you know, it's like five years just went by and all of a sudden I'm 50 pounds heavier and, you know, I can barely, uh, you know, tie my shoelaces or I'm, I've got no energy but my work is demanding. Like I, I work a full time job, and I have two kids, and I'm... so it it's it's very evident that the priority is not on um, oneself um, health, as I you know as I can say it, I'm kind of running off the top of my head. So it's very easy for us to get away from those things. So what happens generally over time is you know we 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 are very um, our bodies. Let's say, let's tie, dive a little bit into the science part. So our brain loves glucose as a fuel source. So the quicker that you can eat a carbohydrate, so you have uh, carbohydrates, um, sugars, that when uh, digested in the body get converted to glucose. Um, glucose then gets um, pushed through into pyruvate acetylcholine and re- enters what's called a Krebs cycle and forms what's called ATP. So it's just a basic rundown. Uh, some of that jargon might not mean anything to you, but it's just a rundown of how we expend energy. So adenosine triphosphate, ATP, is the primary fuel source or the battery in which your body operates off of. ATP is what you, you do. Everything that goes into your body that is going to um, produce energy uh, has to get converted to ATP. That's your energy source. Now, um, your your brain loves glucose. Um, it thrives on it. It takes it first. It's it's very hungry for calories, um, and we and our hormones tend to sense these things over time. Like we have this hyper palatable foods that have been engineered and marketed, like potato chips, candy. Things like that that are very high in calories, so high carbohydrate, um, very nutriently um, low density, so there's basically nothing in them. And our body takes it, converts it, uses it, and what it doesn't use for the majority, um, it stores into adipose tissue. So we, we do this over time. We eat these hyperpalatable foods, something some things that taste really good. And of course, there's the social factor to it, right? There's comfort that comes with that. So there's nothing better than at the end of a, a long day 
to come home and dive into a couple slabs of pizza because we love pizza and pizza is delicious and I don't disagree with you because you're thinking, no, don't take my pizza away. And we, we then, we, but we've been snacking on day, all day and we, we go to the grocery store and we get prepackaged granola bars or uh, fi- high in fiber or chocolate or, you know, things like that, that they market to us as healthy. Um, but for the average person who doesn't understand how the body metabolizes or uses different energy or different macronutrients and minerals and how that affects the body and how it affects it at a cellular level, like we're talking how it completely changes and adjusts the way your body um, functions. And for the most people who don't dive into nutritional certifications like myself or become doctors or dietitians and even some doctors don't know it's 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 a it's kind of something that we I believe everyone should dive into everybody should understand or learn and any of my clients is that's a big part of my um, my coaching strategy is to educate as well is to show you why you're doing what you're doing or understand what it is that you're going to learn from this because you know, and I do believe in measurable um, if we're trying to achieve certain goals, uh, meal plans, things like that are op- are optimal if you can follow them. Um, it's not necessary. There are other means to doing it, but it gives clients a way to understand what they're putting in their body, how to look for those things, label, you know, looking at labels, understanding the discrepancies that come with calories understanding the discrepancies that a lot of companies don't really know themselves and take these educated guesses as to um what they are and what the current you know ingredients of that product is and and give a rough i think there's about a 20 percent discrepancy on either direction when you do read a food label because really the only true understanding or, or measure of of a calorie is by burning it and seeing the energy expenditure from burning that cal or that product, um, and and that will give you the outcome. And that's done in a lab. And none of you listening to this, unless you're that's what you do, are doing that. So we take a different approach. Now, over time, when we stress and we um, we continue with our basic day to day lives, we eat these hyper palatable foods. The brain is responsible. You have the adrenal gland and you are responsible for hormone. You have a bunch of hormones in your body. There are things that um, are responsible for creating satiety, um, signaling hunger, um, including a couple. I'll, I'll go through some of the hormones. So you have leptin. Leptin is a hormone stored in adipose tissue. So the body wants to have a bit of fat, right? And the reason why is for a survival mechanism. If you decide tomorrow you're going to stop eating, your body has a backup plan, and that's your adipose tissue. Your basically the fat on your body is stored energy. You're going to take that stored energy, you're going to utilize it, and it's going to keep you alive. It's going to keep your heart beating, it's going to keep you breathing, and it's going to keep basic brain function, which would we can constitute as your BMR, at rest, laying in bed, not moving, what, how you function. That is a constant. Your body um, is going to take those calories, regardless of the, what you give it for food, um, to create function. Now, we also can get into the fact that if we run out of adipose tissue or we get low on adipose tissue, leptin sends a signal to the body that they're hungry. So you will get this signal like, oh, I need to eat. So people who are dieting for contests or getting into very, very low body fat percentages are generally hungry all the time, generally uh, have trouble sleeping. And this could be uh, directly correlated with leptin levels. Um, As the lower you go in adipose tissue, the lower leptin levels you have. When you are obese or you're gaining a, a huge amount of weight, your for a while, uh, if your leptin levels will be high, which should 
signals a bit of satiety where you are not hungry. Your body is like, okay, I'm good. The problem with that is, is that if you maintain higher levels of energy intake, so you're eating a caloric surplus, you're overweight, you have a abundant amount of adipose tissue, is your your hormones get desensitized or your body gets desensitized to the the hormonal signal from leptin where now you're not getting that satiety feeling you're you're getting more of a I'm still hungry because those hormones aren't working and the same goes for things like insulin right insulin partitions the um glucose that we use either into glycogen in the liver or muscle for storage or signals the body to store it into adipose tissue. So insulin, uh, when we secrete insulin, um, we look at it like the, you know, the carrier or the the mailman of the body where it's, it's okay, we need this, we're going to have this much glucose is going to, our, our glucose levels in the blood are going to be this, okay, we've got an excess amount, we need to regulate that, we're going to put some, and we're going to store it as glycogen. When you continually provide your body with a signal, and I mean by eating, and especially very processed foods or hyperpalatable foods that are nothing but carbohydrate, insulin just gets completely gets secreted over and over and over and over again. And I look at like a snowstorm that never ends, and you keep shoveling the walks. You know, if you had to shovel the walks every 15 minutes, you're going to get drained, or you're going to have to recruit uh, your neighbors to help you shovel the walks. What happens over time is you do what I, what I like to say is, and I've had these snowstorms, and, and you know I can use this in a real-life scenario, and anybody in that climate should get a chuckle from this. I'm like, fuck it. I'm not shoveling the snow anymore. I'm going to wait until the snow stops. Insulin does the same thing. If you continue to feed the body high-carbohydrate, very processed, very low-nutrient foods, because your body at the same time is looking for that nutrient. It's still going, where is the good stuff? Process, process, process. Where, you know, it continues to provide that signal. You need nutrients to function properly. Your body recognizes this at a cellular level. So if you're eating shit food all day, you're going to feel like shit all day. Um, Some of us get used to that feeling. I'll get to that in a minute. And you basically just your hormone insulin kind of peters out. That's where we dive into or start to get into what type 2 diabetes is. Is your insulin, your insulin, your insulin isn't functioning properly and your glucose blood sugar levels uh, become sporadic and you now become diabetic and have obviously a risk of, you know, amputation, um, blindness, and even death. So we talk about somebody who's overweight and I, and I, the topic of the, of the conversation is obviously unhealthy versus healthy. And I, I think it's important for you to maybe get a little bit of the science behind it and understand kind of how those things operate. So you can maybe look at what that means. When we have, we have another hormone called uh, ghrelin. Now ghrelin is your, we call the hunger hormone. It's going to send that signal um, from the brain to the stomach that says, Hey, uh, you know, we haven't eaten in a while. Uh, it's time to eat. And gremlin, ghrelin, sorry. I kind of want to say gremlin. I like the word gremlin. That's kind of how I remind, I remind myself of the word. So if you're ever thinking of the hunger hormone, it's ghrelin, but you can just say gremlin. That works. People might know what you're saying. If you're eating on a constant basis and you provide a, your habit forming, you're eating, you know, six, seven times a day or you're snacking, your body picks up on this as well. So the moment you don't, you get that ghrelin, you get that hunger pain. These hunger pains are not don't mean you're starving. And I and I'm all, and I'll be completely honest and very serious when I say this. I've had people tell me that if they couldn't eat for a day, they probably would pass out and die or have have to be administered to a hospital and I yeah I just pause there for a second that's not the case at all that's that's not how we operate 
Sure, you feel hungry. Drink a good 8 to 10-ounce glass of water and wait 20 minutes. You'll, you'll subside that, that response. So we get perpetual. This becomes perpetual, and, I, and it becomes perpetual on both ends. So let's, let's bundle this all together. You have stressful life. Uh, you're busy thinking about other things, family, work, hours, b- bill payments, uh, piano lesson for the kids, whatever. You're accessible to fast foods, so easy to get food, don't need time. So time isn't a factor with food. You have it in the fridge. You have it at the corner. You have it. You hit a button. It's delivered. Ding dong. Here's your food. I'm on the run. Let's go. Cheeseburger, fries. So now you can take your consumption of food out of your schedule. This is just too easy. This becomes perpetual, like I was saying. So you do this over and over again. And then we get into the body. Then we have the responses of insulin, um, leptin, ghrelin. We can even talk about cortisol, your stress hormone. Cortisol levels are high. Insulin shuts down when cortisol levels are high. And therefore, you're not partitioning um, carbohydrates or glucose properly. This compounds over time. Every day, you're doing the same thing in and out, in and out, in and out. Now you're adapting to that stimulus. Fast food, hyperpalatable all the time. Your brain's getting glucose instantaneously. If you drink a Coke, uh, liquid calories, for instance, you drink a Coke, it's got, I don't know, 40 grams of sugar in it. You drink it, boom, sugar, bang, glucose to the liver, to the brain. Like we're talking immediately. We're talking, give me that good stuff. I can use it. I'll, you know, and it somewhat becomes just a, like a subconscious habit-forming thing that we continue to do. And then over time, we put on weight. You know, some people do faster than others. You know, maybe a pound a, uh, a month, two pounds a month, maybe more. 10 pounds a year, 15 pounds a year, 20 pounds a year. Five years goes by, you're 50 pounds heavier, 60 pounds heavier, and going, what did I do? Now, if you reflect on that, it's really hard to go back and, and figure out what it is you did wrong because you're just living your life. You're going to work every day. You're you're doing what everybody else in the world is doing. You're, you're providing for your family. You're doing all these things. And yet, as time goes on, as you get heavier, as these hormones become desensitized, as the cells start to uh, be dysfunctional, um, you have maybe lower mitochondria levels or your sem- cellular permeation isn't as good as it should be, so you're not getting that uh, diffusion of nutrients through the cell. Um, we can have intestinal digestion issues, which I'll do a completely separate episode on digestion, and it, so on and so forth. We become dysfunctional as a, as a, at a cellular level. The body just becomes harder and harder to function. We have things like uh, fat intake or um, high LDL levels, low-density uh, lipoproteins, which like to cling on to the um, walls of the artery and through cholesterol. And we build this up, build it up, build it up, and then our, our, our um, arteries become smaller and smaller, which then leads to stroke, heart attack, things like that. Where if we get a balance of healthy fats, we get a higher level of HDL, high-density lipoproteins, which then act as like a broom or a big sweeper that goes through the arteries and actually helps to pull on, uh, latch to the low-density lipid uh, <coughs> lipoproteins and pull them off of the art- artery wall. Things like MCT oil, coconut oil, high omega-3s. So when we look at our fat intake as well... <clears throat> And fat is not the enemy. Fat is is very good for hormonal function. Um, it's very good for energy at an oxidative um, through fat oxidation in an aerobic um, environment. So uh, when I say aerobic, it means the use of oxygen. And uh, fat actually produces a more ATP than uh, uh, through fat oxidation than glucose would be. 
So there are really good benefits to having fat um, as a source of uh, a macronutrient or in your diet. But it's not the processed shit. We're talking about, you know, like I said before, coconut oil, MCT oil, extra virgin olive oil, things like that that are going to really help provide you with the right type of fats for um, daily bodily function. So let's get into how how difficult it would be. Now we've 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 I've run you through a bit of a, a timeline as to kind of some of the functions in the body. Now let's let's talk about the aftermath or the day to day living with that body. So I'm so for those of you who don't realize or maybe you're tuning in for the first time, um, I'm five foot six. I currently weigh 168 pounds. I'm fairly healthy weight. Uh, I would say I'm probably right in the prime as to where I would like to sit. I actually sit a little bit higher, but, uh, you know, I've got some other goals that I'm trying to achieve. But I used to be 240 pounds. Now, I'm only five foot six. I'm not a, a tall individual by any means. Um, and when I was overweight, I, you know, my energy levels were always low. You know, I, I with low energy, as we talk about this perpetual um, continuation of being unhealthy, when you have low energy levels, it feeds into the time of eating or that schedule of eating where you're like, I'm so tired, I'm just going to go to McDonald's. Not realizing, uh, and I hate to pick on McDonald's or you know any of the other fast food chains, um, but you're you're continually eating these foods and what ends up happening as a result of it is you basically get more lethargic, more tired, you burn out the the hormones that are responsible for giving your body the signal. And you're now holding more weight. So here we go. So those of you out there who are maybe optimal weight, maybe you're even if you're heavy, Grab a knapsack, throw 20 pounds worth of books or whatever it is you got in, in your closet into that knapsack. I, I don't care how how much how much you weigh. Maybe you're overweight, maybe you're not. Carry that backpack around all day with that 20 pounds. All day. And let me know how that felt. You're probably going to feel burnt out. You're going to feel lethargic. You're going to have low energy. You're going to feel maybe more in your muscles. And um, it's ultimately going to wear on you. And so this is what happens when people continually gain weight, is they're continually putting stuff in that backpack. And it's a slow progression over time. So you do, for the most part, adapt to that type of weight. So if I you know, ate a cheeseburger and tomorrow I weigh 20 pounds, I probably would have an easier time losing weight because I'd be like, holy crap, this this is horrible because your body isn't used to carrying, going from zero to 20 pounds. Where what normally happens is we're eating, uh, we're putting on a little bit of weight, we're talking into grams and ounces, and then day in, day in, day out, and then we gradually uh, get accustomed to that weight. But it still affects our body. So let's talk about the kinetic chain. And what I mean by the kinetic chain is the joints of the body. We talk about uh, the spine, the neck, the um, the shoulders, the shoulder joints, the elbows, wrists, hips, knees, ankles, kinetic chain. When we add fat, when we add weight to the body, and even muscle, for those of you who are trying to pack on more muscle, when we add more weight to the body, we add more stress to the joints. We put more pressure on our hips, our knees, our ankles, um, shoulders, elbows, and, and wrists. And this, um, over time again, creates more wear and tear on the body. And you have to, your frame has to hold that up. So we now have dysfunction in hormones. We've got a, due to this perpetual need to um, consume um, highly processed foods, we've, we have now in our mindset this 
thought process of we're getting more tired so we don't have energy so we're going to continue and it and we go on and on now we're gaining weight so we have bad hormones now we have bad uh, joints and it just keeps building so when I say it's harder to be heavier than it is to be in shape everybody looks at the perception of what it's going to take to um, lose weight now I can tell you one thing, and I hear this too, um, about sweating. Um, I know this may be off topic, but not really, because I think it really correlates to um, where we're at with this whole thing. When we're really heavy and we're trying to move around and we're just talking basic function, just walking, um, very low impact stuff, a lot of obese people, very heavy people, perspire a lot so this thermal regulation you're taxing the body and it's a sign that your body isn't used to moving as much or is telling you through thermal regulation hey dude we're having a tough time we've got an elevated heart rate we've got we're struggling for oxygen we are we're taxing the body you shouldn't be taxing the body when you're walking or doing basic function. Now, when we start to exercise, we want to include that response. We want that provide our bodies that thermal regulation so that we can perspire, we can sweat, we can regulate, we can um, start to fuel the body to burn more fat, use up the glycogen from the muscles, and ultimately strengthen uh, the body at the same time. So going back to that, we talk about how difficult it is to be heavy. I think and I hope that that gives you a pretty good understanding of where we're at. If you're heavy, look for cues and signs as to certain things like going up a set of stairs. How does that make you feel? Are you breathing heavy? Are you Are you struggling to pull oxygen in? Are you getting cramping in the muscles? Do you feel sore? Do you feel lower back pain? Do you feel knee pain? Do you get ankle pain? Do you, you know, how does that make you feel? And really, really, really take that opportunity to think what that means. Very important. When you're healthy, um, we tend to we have stronger hormone response we can intuitively understand when we're hungry when we're not what that signal means we have more energy throughout the day we're lighter so we don't have the effects of um, a lot of that thermal regulation for basic function it's easier than to do a couple things because I think there's a mindset to go with it too. When you eat nutrient-dense foods, healthier foods, whether you're on a weight loss journey or it's your basic lifestyle, we are strengthening the body at a cellular level. We are creating an efficiency throughout the body. We're going to have optimal hormone levels for the most part, unless, of course, we have some sort of... Um, rare uh, condition in which you would you know advise and see a doctor or a dietitian to figure out what that is um so the insulin works um it's not taxed all the time it's getting used properly blood sugar lo levels will be um in the normal ranges your um leptin levels will function you will indicate that satiety or if you're hungry or not over time based on the body fat percentage as you lose weight you'll be able to have a nutritional meal carry on throughout your day feel energetic feel full feel like you can go on and then you get to the next meal um, and so on and so forth we have to really start to look at what it is we're eating what it is how our body is functioning are we feeling 
sore in certain areas? Do we have constant knee pain? Do we have hip issues? Um, are we have trouble sleeping? Do we have energy levels? And I always like to start there first. If we can get the energy levels up, we can get the sleep um, in a good position where we're we're sleeping good, basically is what I meant. You wake up, you feel revived. Um, you get out of bed, you, you're good to go, right? I mean, we're not talking you got to jump out of bed and, and start hitting the rower or whatever. I mean, we're just saying get out of bed, you feel refreshed, you shake the cobwebs off, you start moving, you're good to go. Um, those come first, I think, because that sets the stage for moving in the right direction to lose weight. The moment we have, the body starts to function properly. And this sometimes can take two to three weeks. There's that adaptation point where the body needs to catch up, where we need to play catch up through this, the, the cycles of the systems in our body that are continually working. Eating a, a salad and a piece of chicken for, for dinner is not going to change your energy levels. Eating vegetables, uh, you know, two or three times a day, uh, eating good fats, eating, um, you know, a, a high protein or an equivalent protein to lean body mass, um, in a, in a proper caloric range for your body based on your BMR, RMR, and activity levels, which uh, a nutritional coach like myself um, can do for you to get you in a starting position to what you should be consuming and, and understand where that's going to take you, what energies, where that's going to provide you with energy and sleep, and then start to work on that for weight loss. And I think the body does a really good job of self-regulating um, body weight when it's optimal. And I think that's a very important statement. Self-regulate when optimal. And I believe this in that your body is such a complex, magnificent mechanical whatever I, I don't even know I don't even know where to go with this my brain is just like Meh. so because of all the different functions that our body has to do like we're talking like trillions and trillions of activity and cells and and just the contraction of a muscle requires billions of of actin myosin in the sarcomere to pull apart and close and there's a, a calcium and um uh, potassium their exchange there's the neurons the firing the synapse the there's all these things that happen in like a millionth of a second that is just remarkable like just you walking from here to the fridge um if you could compare that to like something that we could look at or measure it's like a city functioning in 24 hours in the matter of a second Think about like New York City, every single individual in New York City going about their day-to-day -day lives over a 24-hour period done in, in a millionth of a second or whatever. Like I may be off on my numbers when it comes to time, but that's kind of where we're at. Like your body's function and what happens at a cellular level is absolutely remarkable. So... If we optimize, we, our bodies know what to do. It's, they're not stupid. It's like, aha, now I'm getting nutrient. Now I'm getting, you know, pro, good proteins, carbohydrates, fats, minerals, vitamins, um, things that are going to help promote um, better function at a cellular level, better oxygen saturation, better removal of hydrogen, lactate, Carbon dioxide, um, we're going to have better circulation, better digestion. Our, our microbiome biome gets better. We get better at creating enzymes like amylase and um, uh, lipase for the breakdown of glucose and fats in our saliva. I mean, and, and I want to get into digestion, but I'm going to do that in another episode. Um. But our, we understand our body creates 
an atmosphere or a um, a function based on our thought process too because our brains signal to the stomach. If you have a steak on the counter and you're about to eat it, your brain's like, okay, we see steak. We know what steak is. We know what's in steak. Go to town. You start to produce. Your saliva starts to secrete. Your digestive tract gets ready for steak. Long before you've even put the, the, the food in your mouth. And that's 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 science. That, that's true stuff right there. You're going to eat a, you know, a, a carbohydrate. You know, you're going to get, uh, you know, like a potato or something. You're going to get that amylase that's going to start to form in in the saliva to break down the starches and things like that. This happens before you've even put the food in your mouth. I absolutely love it. I think it's terrific on a scientific level. Some of you may be interested in it. Some of you may not be. So now we have optimal functioning weight um, will kind of settle where it needs to be. Having body fat in your body is absolutely normal. Um, having an excessive body fat is not. You're not, you know, your body doesn't think that you're going to need to go for a year without food. You know, we want to be able to survive a couple days, weeks without fooding, with food in that in those extreme situations. Um, and I don't want to dive into fasting or some of the um, alternatives or diet manipulation or some of the things you can do to kind of achieve some of those certain goals. I think there's a very good correlation between the foods that we eat and our mental status, and I think they cannot be overlooked. I think it's very important that whether you are looking to lose weight or looking to build muscle, get in shape, run a marathon, whatever, we we then dive into um, – providing the signal for adaptation to those particular things. But a good starting point is getting the body as optimal as possible, and it's done with eating uh, nutritional foods or the foods that are going to provide our bodies with the best um, means for function, and that's really where it starts. Weight uh, will come as a result of it. You will start to lose weight if you're eating the right amount of calories with the right amount of nutrients, on a consistent basis, people, you eat fast food on a consistent basis, you can eat good food on a consistent basis. When you are healthy, you can have more energy throughout the day. What does that constitute? More productivity. This is what boggles my mind. You're a busy guy. You got an you got a corner office on the 15th floor. You've got clients. You're you're providing for your family, but you're overweight and you're not functioning properly. I can tell you this for for sure. For sure. If you lose the weight, eat optimally, your production levels, the way your brain thinks the way that you function completely will change. You will become completely more productive. The time you have with your family, your friends, your work, your balance in life becomes better. I just don't understand why people don't see this. You have to take the, the, the opportunity on yourself. You know, at some point in time, I always go and back to refer to this and and I and I honestly I was saying this the other day if if you are overweight or unhealthy or eating like crap and you're feeling the way that I'm describing and you know who you are and you could for one hour feel the way I feel I could probably make a whole lot more money on coaching. And I don't say that to 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 be arrogant or to sound um you know, you know above all or whatever. I say it from a from kind of a, a an area of passion, from an area of like understanding because I was there and I was overweight and I now I'm where I'm at. And the impact it's made on my life and the impact that it's made on others that I know personally who have made that journey and been very successful at it, it's a completely different world. You live in a completely different world. You do because you are not you anymore. You at a cellular level are a completely different person. Everything changes. 
everything. So it's important to know that. The overweight you is a different person than the skinny or I, I'm not even going to say skinny. That's a bad That's a bad term. The optimal you. Because optimal, and I don't want to get into aesthetics. Aesthetics don't mean shit. The guy on the Instagram cover with the six-pack abs, ripped, vascular, is not necessarily optimal health. That guy could be as unhealthy as it gets. There may be the opposite where there's... Um, you know, a reduction in fat. You've, of course, you've got that um, nutrition, low on nutrition. He's having a hard time sleeping. It's based on aesthetics. There are things we can do to manipulate the body to look a certain way. Completely different story. Completely different topic. We want to optimize health. So I promise you, right now, if you take the time to make steps in the right direction, and we're not talking about throwing the kitchen sink at you I love that phrase where you go from eating like three meals of fast food a day drinking umpteen liters of pop eating potato chips I'm not saying here here's some chicken and rice and veggies go for it I'm just saying that there needs to be a transition to optimize where you're going to go maybe it's a reduction in sugar Maybe it's replacing one meal with vegetables. Not even replacing. Just add, go get a cheeseburger and fries and add a salad to it with no like creamy dressing. Just some vegetables that go along with it. You will start to feel better, I promise. Then you can start to trust your body and listen to what it needs. You're not doing that right now, eating processed food on at every meal or, or eating snacks throughout the day because your body isn't functioning properly. It's not giving you the right signals. Your insulin's shot. It says, fuck you. Your leptin's like, I don't, we don't have a clue. There's so much energy around us right now. We're done. Boonk. Cortisol levels are through the roof because you're stressed. And your body can't decipher whether you're stressed because your bosses came in and gave you a quicker deadline or you're running from a bear. It doesn't know the difference. We, we throw up this, uh, our sympathetic nervous system goes through the roof. We have a spike in, in, in our catecholamines or our, uh, epinephrine um, and our cortisol levels go through the roof. We're like this all day long every day. And it contributes to the, the weight gain. So everything I talk about is perpetual. It happens over time, but it compounds itself. The same is true in the other direction. When you're healthier, you're eating better, you're less stressed, you're sleeping better, you have more energy, your cortisol goes down, your insulin can function more properly. Trust me, we need cortisol, but we don't need it spiked to the ninth degree all day, every day. We don't need insulin... Or the the guy shoveling the snow off the sidewalk all day long. First of all, we got, we need to stop making it snow, if that makes sense. We need to not have all this body fat around our um, our bodies for the kinetic chain or our joints or our basic bodily fun, or our our movement. It should not be difficult to climb a set of stairs. But yet it is for a lot of people because they're now in that energy expenditure. They're thermoregulating. That is a taxing thing for them to do. Oxygen saturation, things like all these things come together when you are out of shape. Simply reverse it. So I talk about mindset all the time and I'm going to finish this podcast with that. Stop thinking you need to lose 40 pounds in three months or two months. That you're going to go from overweight and healthy to, or and, un, and unhealthy to healthy overnight. There is no quick fix. The best fix is a slow, progressive, habit forming pro- change. Just like you did to get unhealthy, change the habit. 
You didn't get to where you are overnight. You're not going to get back to a good place overnight either. The quicker you get that in the brain, the quicker that you can create routines, habit-forming routines based on good nutrition and walking and taking the stairs and understanding what that looks like. Take a flight of stairs. Feel What does that feel like? Start eating healthier. Start eating more nutrition food. Start moving more. In a month's time, take that same set of stairs. How does it feel again? I promise you, you won't be out of breath as much. A month later, be consistent. You're consistently eating like shit right now. Consistently turn it around and add nutritional foods. Add vegetables. Add lean proteins. Add dairy. Add good fats. If you don't know where to start, ask me. Ask, get a coach. Um, do some research online if you if you need to. And I'm always leery about that because you're going to get mixed. Uh, there's so much shit out there right now where you're, you, it's very confusing. So, you know, oh, because I get this all the time. Oh, should I go keto? Should I go vegan? Should I do this? Should I do this? I hate fucking diets. Start eating foods that you can enjoy. Work with a coach to understand what you're looking for, what that means to eat healthy, where you're going to go with that, what direction is that going to take you, how does that make you feel, tracking things, journaling things, having conversations, before and after pictures, look at body composition. All those things are going to make a huge difference in your progression to become a healthier person. There's one thing I didn't mention too because... I want to use age as a factor as well. And I don't mean to, to bah humbug. And I really, really, really hope if you listen to this whole thing from start to finish, you understand what I'm trying to get across from not just a scientific point of view, but just the layman's part of it. The part that just that matters to you is look at the people in your life that love you. Damn it, like, why do we have to go in that direction? But do you want to be there for them for the long term? Like, that's the question I ask myself all the time. I want to see my son's grandkids. I'd love to. I mean, I might may never, but I want to. I want to know what that would be like. Because right now I have a 17-year-old son who, God forbid, he doesn't have any kids anytime soon, but who may one day get married and have children. And his children may have children. And to imagine being in the world with those, to look at a new life that is generationally, you know, apart from from where I started, is such a, just a blessing. What a blessing that would be. Knowing that I can function through life, that I can function through adversity and not lose my shit over every little thing. Every little spill on the carpet, every little, every little traumatic thing, every speeding ticket that comes in the mail, whatever it may be, um, those are challenges in life that we all have to face. It's just being in a different position to face them, and I think health has a lot to do with that. So, getting back to where I was going with this last thing before we wrap this up is age. Okay, a couple things happen as you get older. I'm, I'll be 42 next week. I'm not getting any younger. Time is linear. We're moving in this direction whether we like it or not. We, Our heart continues to beat. We continue to breathe. It's, it's wear and tear. When we get older, we lose muscle mass and bone density. If you're not eating nutritional foods, if you've not added some sort of exercise regimen, and I don't mean five days a week in a gym, I'm just talking um, basic resistance training at some sort of level. You Again, you can talk to me about it. Walk into a gym, hire a personal trainer, understand what that looks like. Um, is As we get older, now we're overweight, we're heavier, we're eating non-nutrition foods, where our bodies are doing all kinds of crazy things to try and keep you alive. And... Um, when you keep throwing 
shit at it and it keeps having to, you know, reconfigure protein, break down things, go through gluconeogenesis, which is the breakdown of protein into glucose and things like that, or start to partition uh, and kill off cells to provide for other cells and things like that. You're doing a bunch of things to your body um, that you can't recognize in your day-to-day that's just that's detrimental to you. And bone density and muscle loss is a massive thing that happens. As we get older, we lose bone set density, we lose muscle mass, we start to deteriorate muscle. Uh, it's a couple pounds of muscle for every decade, I believe, you know, after the age of 30 or something, you, you average, you lose, I think, average of one to two pounds of muscle every 10 years. And we may not think that's a lot, but that, that's a lot. Like, grab something two pounds. Like, and muscle, um, good lean muscle is going to help provide with body function. It's going to provide stronger bones, too. And resistance training is something that is, is very important when we get into that stuff. But so is nutritional food. If you can reverse the thought process of eating these nutrition, these highly processed foods and dive into something nutrition with more nutritional value. I think I've said nutrition too many times. Um, we can somewhat kind of reverse the aging process a little bit. We're going to maintain better bone density. We're going to maintain more muscle mass or add muscle. So that one or two pounds that we may lose over 10 years we may be able to add it back or put it on and and kind of fight uh, the aging process to a certain degree. Healthier skin, um, you know, healthier organs, better functioning organs. It's like changing the oil on your car. You got to change the oil on your body too. Um, it's just something that if you want a long, prosperous life with and function, like why wouldn't you want to go down this direction? Don't think about how hard it's going to be to get in shape, but think about what that's going to feel like for the remainder of your life to be in shape because maintaining it is a whole lot easier than getting there. And I'll I'll be completely honest, um, for a lot of people just starting out, it's going to suck. It is. But it's a short-term, temporary thing. Make a sign and post it on every door in your house. Put your gym shoes at the front door. Put a bag. Like, Do whatever you need to do to remind yourself every day as to why you need to be in the best shape of your life. And it may not be the same as mine where I want to see great-grandkids. Maybe maybe you want to travel. That's something I want to do as well. But maybe it's just I want to feel better for today. I want to have... Maybe it's just I want to have better sex with my partner because that could be something as well. And maybe some of you listening in there is like, oh, yeah, great. I know what that's like. Five foot six, 240 pounds. Mm, not happening on most occasions, and I'm okay saying that. But those hormone levels, you know, let's not damage them. Let's not beat them into a ground because a lot of times, a lot of that's hard to come back from. And uh, when we get into diabetes and things like that, those are territories we don't want to go down. We don't want to walk down that road. We want things to function properly. We want to live a good, healthy life. We want to know what it, you know, what it's like to to get into the seventies, eighties, maybe even nineties. So, take this as, um, you know, as a reminder, just to kind of understand that. If you're unhealthy, you're working a whole lot harder than I am in every aspect of your life. You're spinning your wheels. You're you're having to carry all that weight. I'm not putting a backpack with fifth with see I'm one six seventy pounds on it. I'm not walking around with that seventy extra pounds. Heck no. I wouldn't make it through the day. I'm not doing it. It's too much. I'm not eating crappy food like I used to. I don't feel good. I don't sleep well. I don't have any energy. I don't want to nap all day. I, no. That's hard work. If you're listening to this and you're obese, you're working a lot harder than I am. I can promise you that. So, take that into consideration when making that decision. And I hope you truly make that decision. If that's reaching out to me, 
Great. All the better. No problem. I would love to help you get there. If it's reaching out to the to your you know your neighborhood doctor, your dietitian, a personal trainer in a gym, your best friend who just lost forty pounds, I don't care. The whole point about this podcast, the whole point about what I'm talking about right now, is to get you to think about how your body feels and operates. And it's hard when you're deadened and and, and numb to all these things. And on that note, I think I've I think I've laid the the foundation. Um, it's been awesome. I, I'm so glad I could do this episode with you. I hope you listen to it through and through. I hope you appreciate um, the information, and maybe you take a little bit of it. Maybe you you observe it all. Maybe your this is information you can pass on, or some research you want to do in your own. By all means, um, start the whole idea is to start the conversation to get people to think to get people to go back and forth and and throw ideas and understand food and, and question things. And, um, you know, the best thing that I can get is why. Why, why do it? Why is this? How does this work? What is... I love those questions. Do that. Do that to yourself. Do that with your family. Do that with professionals. Talk to your doctor. Talk to... Get a dietitian. Ask all those questions. This is your yourself is your best investment. I always say that. Like, worry about you because a better you is a better everything, a better career. All better decision makings come from a better, healthier you. I can promise you that. Okay, I've talked for an hour. I know you're probably all sick of listening to me, but I do appreciate you all. You guys have have really made um the opportunity for me to to do these podcasts a reality it's 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 been an idea it's been a uh a, a constant change in um in my life uh through a lot of really cool things lots of difficult times i love every minute of it um i would not trade any of it for the world good and bad and it fuels my fire to continue to bring you um information my opinions, uh, my perspectives, the perspective of others. We've got some amazing guests coming on the show. I've got some really cool people lined up for um, this month, uh, all the way from um, cooking nutritional foods to um, um, a mother with small children and understanding nutrition uh, with pregnancy. I've got a business coach coming on shortly talking about fitness business, nutrition, Really, really cool guests. I'm trying to uh, line up an MMA fighter on here who is over 40, who's looking at, um, who trains many people in in that side of things. So a broad spectrum of people who are going to add nothing but value um, to your life. And that is the goal. We're all like-minded people. We all want to achieve the same thing and that is get you um, the absolute best out of it. Um, the other thing too, I've got some people set up, lined up, uh, that we're going to talk about mindset and business and things like that, or, um, how to succeed at certain things. And I'm really excited about that. Not just for you guys, but for me, I, you know, there's that selfish bit of me that wants to, to continue to grow and learn in my, uh, and I have a lot of shortcomings and things that, that I just don't do very well that I, I could use some improving on. So this is also a platform to do that. You guys can catch me. Hopefully on some other podcasts as well. I'm I'm always up for being a guest on others and uh, showing uh, what I like and what I enjoy and the things that 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 are passionate to me and and nutrition is definitely one of them as well as exercise. Of course, I am um, in the midst of my personal training certifications right now. It should be done uh, late spring, early summer. And really looking forward to working with some people on a one-on-one basis. So if you're local to the Edmonton, St. Albert area for now, um, in the next coming months, keep in touch with me. Let me know uh, your thoughts, questions, and maybe we can hook up in person and get you going in the right track. So with that being said, you guys can go into the show notes, go to the bottom. I do coaching. Um, You can click on the link. It'll take you over to my uh, application questionnaire. You give me a good rundown of who you are, what what your goals are, 
It's very um, easy to do. It's not invasive. It's Don't think of it as a sales tactic. It's just something that you can put in. And if you're not comfortable doing that, just send me a DM. Ask me questions um, on, on things that you can do yourself maybe to move in the right direction if coaching just doesn't seem to, to be the way you want to go at this point. And that's totally cool. I get it. Uh, I got a private Facebook group if you want to join in there um, where other like-minded people or people that are struggling with some of the same things you maybe are in there and they you guys can banter back and forth and I'll throw some things in there uh, as well. Also, uh, I'd love to grow the podcast. Of course, we've got the goal to hit 100 episodes for 2020. Uh, in doing so, it comes with equipment, it comes with uh, production costs, things like that. So, uh, not major right now, but any little thing will help if you are willing and want to get a little something extra out of it. You can head over to my Patreon page and donate there as well. All that stuff will be in the show notes. And with that being said, we're going to kick this thing out of here. We're going to let you go back to your day and we'll see you on the next one.